Welcome to From the View Box with Hal and Chris. This is the podcast of the UMass Medical School Department of Radiology. My name is Hal Lowe from the Division of Emergency Radiology. And I am Christopher Cernelia from Musculoskeletal Imaging. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have uh, a very special, uh, two very special guests uh, to, uh, onto the podcast. Uh, the first is somebody who's been here before. It's our chair, uh, Dr. Max Rosen. Welcome, Max, again, back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. Great. Uh, and our other, uh, other guest this week uh, is a very, very special guest. He is a Professor Emeritus uh, of Economics at MIT. Uh, this is Frank Levy. Um, Frank uh, currently is also affiliated with uh, Duke University uh, Fuqua School of Business. Um, just a couple of things about uh, Professor Levy. Um, he, I think, is not hyperbole to say that he is one of the world's expert economists about the business of radiology. I don't know how big of a topic that is in the world of economics, but uh, for us radiologists, it's a, it's a, it's a, a big topic. And uh, we are very honored to have today uh, with us uh, Professor Levy. Welcome, Frank. Well, it's glad to be. I'm glad to be here. Thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. Um, so today our topic will be a historical perspective on the business of radiology. And uh, the reason this is kind of a timely topic right now is that um, uh, Max and Frank have just recently published Fresh, uh, Fresh Off the Presses, um, a four-part series uh, entitled How Radiologists Are Paid. Uh, this was published um, this year in uh, the JACR Journal of uh, American College of Radiology. And so we want to uh, uh, talk to Frank and Max both about um, uh, this four-part series and this topic that is very evergreen and I think would be very educational uh, to our listeners. All right. So just to start, before we dig into the details here, uh, I'd love to hear from Frank and Max. How did you guys meet um, and where did this uh, sort of collaboration uh, start from? Uh, maybe I'll start. Um, sure. Uh, in the early 2000s, by the early 2000s, I had been working on uh, uh, computers and the automation of work for about 10 years, 11 years. And uh, I realized that um, the same characteristics of a job that uh, allowed for automation also made it easy to send the job offshore, that you could sort of reduce a job to a series of instructions. And then I began hearing about the idea that radiology reads were being uh, offshored as well. Uh, and, and that really was quite different than the stuff I had been thinking about, like manufacturing jobs and so on and so forth. So I began to look into that. And then I realized that that was a very overblown idea that all the radiology work was going to be sent offshore and that the real issue in, in radiology was cost, that it was just going up so fast, and, and sort of how do you try and control all the imaging expenses? Once I got into that, uh, I realized that I was in way over my head, and I needed to start talking to a radiologist who was interested in talking to an economist, and we had some friends at the Beth Israel Hospital, and one thing led to another, and they said, well, you ought to try this guy, Max Rosen. Now, there's another side to this story, and Max ought to... So, um, my, my side of the story is... Um, 
my chair at the time, Herb Kressel, uh, called me and said, um, I think the hospital president, you know, called Herb and there's some economist and he wants to talk to somebody in radiology. And you know, would I talk to him? And, you know, of course I said, yes. And, um, Frank and I just started, you know, I think having some phone calls. Uh, we then found some excuse to meet for lunch. Uh, Frank knows where to get the best, cheapest hot dog uh, in, in Boston um, b- before, uh, before the pandemic. And um, we just started this, this collaboration. Uh, this was well over 10 years ago. And, you know, I think as we started talking and started you know, mapping out the story, it became so complex and um, the world of radiology was changing faster than, than we could write. And so at a certain point, we decided we just really needed, you know, to stop. And that was a few years ago and, you know, write whatever we had up to that point. And originally we thought this would be, uh, be a book, but I think the scope of that became a little, um, a little too complex for us. And so we were able and very fortunate to publish the work as, as four uh, separate articles in JACR. And Ruth Carlos, who is the editor of JACR, you know, was really wonderful and very supportive uh, when we sent her the draft of the manuscript. All right, let's uh, dig right into kind of the meat of, the, uh, of our topic today. Uh, and this question goes to uh, Frank. Um, the, the first part of your four-part series was entitled um, The Fight for Independent Billing. And it really takes us from the start of radiology uh, into the kind of uh, era of uh, um, Medicare and the start of Medicare. So, um, Frank, first, can you explain to us what, or Max, uh, what, uh, what did radiology look like before 1965, before Medicare? Well, it, it, you want to draw a line between a radiologist practicing in the hospital and a radiologist practicing in their own office. Um, first of all, the major technology was, was x-rays. I mean, that's what they did. They, they did some other radiotherapy and so on, but it was mostly x-rays. And in the hospital, uh, radiologists were all classified as hospitalists, which is to say they were people on salary. And despite their full medical training, they couldn't bill on a fee-for-service basis like other physicians in the hospital. They could bill fee-for-service in their home office, which many radiologists kept. But they felt that this hospitalist status meant they had less money and they had less budget for equipment and they had less status than they deserved given sort of what they saw other physicians having in the hospital. So that was really the situation. Um, In the the story that we tell, there was a kind of key person uh, named uh, Joseph Davidson Calhoun. Um, It's an interesting case. I mean, the the situation is that by the early 60s, uh, the American College of Radiology uh, was fighting battles in different localities trying to get trying to get regular fee-for-service status, full physician status within hospitals and the right to bill independently. And as it became clear that something like Medicare was going to be uh, passed, the ACR realized that 
if they could get included in Medicare legislation, the right to, for radiologists to bill for Medicare imaging, that is to say, if Medicare accepted radiologists billing independently, then the battle would be won. And so then the question is, well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to get this, this right inserted into the Medicare legislation? So this is Guy, Joseph Calhoun, who uh, was born in Louisiana and, and was in Tulane Medical School when the war broke out and then did his residency at the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. And, and he was, in fact, the first radiology resident um, in, in the University of Arkansas. And it was clear that he had amazing political skills because within a year of graduation, he was head of the, the Paluski County um, Medical Society, the, the local medical society in the county around Little Rock. And as far as we can tell, he became very good social friends, in part because of his political skill, with Wilbur Mills, uh, who was the congressman of that district. And at that time, Mills was the head of the House Ways and Means Committee, and, and that was the key committee for passing Medicare legislation. And so that's the strategy that the ACR used to carry that argument to Mills, and they brought in other people and so on and so forth. But Calhoun was really the linchpin in that. And when he died, uh, after a long career in, in both the American Red for Race Society and the American College of Radiology, he was president of both of them. Uh, there was a long appreciation of just how much he had done for radiologist status. Yeah, and it was really interesting for me because I had no idea that of this history and no idea that radiologists at one point couldn't bill independently until I was at a, uh, a mass radiology uh, meeting and talking to uh, an older radiologist who had been, you know, was just starting his career at that time. And he made some just, you know, offhanded remark about, well, you know, in the days before radiologists, you know, could bill. And I said, what, what, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, years ago, radiologists couldn't bill and uh, told the story about how in his practice, once radiologists um, had the right to bill, that the, the department didn't know how to do it. So they what he told me was they said well who sends out bills and they said well banks send out bills so they contracted with their bank to do to send out the bills for for the professional interpretation and they sent out bills and nobody paid the bills because nobody was no, no patients were used to getting a bill for the professional interpretation and so i think after a while of not having any money come in, they quickly realized that they needed to find a, a better solution uh, for billing for their services. And um, so that really just that conversation over over dinner, uh, you know, led uh, led me to talk to Frank about this, and then you know us, um, particularly Frank, to dig into you know what the real history was. Just to to finish this. Max put me in touch with this older radiologist and we had breakfast and he's talking away and he says, you know, there was this guy named Calhoun. You better look him up. And then the whole thing became clear. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. Uh, Max, especially, you know, I, I, I would assume just like you that most of the listeners to this podcast would have no idea, just like me, I had no idea before reading this, your article that, uh, first of all, you know, radiologists were essentially treated like hospitalists as you say uh just hospital employees 
were not able to bill on their own and there was no concept of the professional fee, which is, that's an interesting idea. Uh, and I guess Medicare 1965 changed all that. Now, I, I, one question for you, Frank, is that, um, so once Medicare um, passed uh, the law that we know now, why was there no um, since, well, why was there no sort of cost control or that principle uh, written into Medicare originally? Um, you you want to put your mind back to, to 1965 uh, at the time. And, you know, today Medicare is sort of, it's just part of the landscape, same way the World Series is part of the landscape. But back in 1965, there was uh, enormous opposition uh, to Medicare from the American Medical Association. Um, and and uh, the, the, the idea that you would not only start paying for this stuff, the government would start paying the fees, but, but also might put on cost controls, that would have sunk the program totally. And so the Secretary of, of uh, Health, what was then the Department of Health, Education and Welfare, Lyndon Johnson made him go up to Capitol Hill and swear that there would be no attempted cost control uh, in order to get enough congressional support to pass this thing. He himself thought that was a terrible idea, but he understood what the landscape was. If you think about, just to, to add a coda to this, if, if you think about some of the opposition to Obamacare a couple of, you know, four, eight years ago, um, it was at least as intense as that, if not more intense. I see. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Medicare was new, cost control, uh, like you said, yeah, it seems like it, that that would have been a no-go. Uh, that would have stopped the discussion. That ends part one of our series on the economic history of radiology. Please join us for part two when Professor Frank Levy and Dr. Max Rosen rejoin us to continue our discussion, this time with advanced imaging of the 70s and 80s and the Medicare response to reduce hospital and physician costs. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening and supporting From the Viewbox. We've attached additional reading materials to the episode notes as provided by our guest. And please visit us at www.umassmed.edu backslash radiology. Thank you to our colleagues Charlene Barron, Tom Delaney, and Dan Ramsaran for their technical assistance. See you next time.